people hate the Cubs here. Oh, really? Well, when you're in the Midwest, they're, people, they're all Cardinals people hate the Cubs here, too, because it's, you know, they're all, they're all in the same division. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the good thing is they also they hate the Giants, too, but they hate the Cubs more, so I'm not getting as much grief for cheering for the Giants uh, as I did uh, two years ago. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know. I'm sure you're happy. I know that San Francisco has, you know, the Bay Area has a really tough time winning any kind of sports championships. You're really struggling. Oh my there. god! I saw highlights of the Warriors with Kevin Durant. It it was it was amazing. It's just a beautiful thing. Ugh, ugh. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's unfair. It is unfair. <laughs> I like uh, uh, okay. I like Damian Lillard throws all the shade. He's like, they can do what they want. I wouldn't do it. You know, it's kind of a, you know, it's maybe yeah. a coward's thing to do, but I would, yeah, but they can do whatever they want. It's just all about like that <laughs> chip on his shoulder stuff. We love yep. it. We eat it up. All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to This American Horror Story, an unofficial podcast about the FX hit show, American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host. Chris Husted. Hey, thanks for bearing with us this week, guys. It was uh, a little later than usual. Yeah, a little delayed this time around, but hey, we're getting to it, and we have all sorts of fun things to talk about. Um, You know, before we begin, I don't have a drink this evening, but if I was drinking something, it would probably be a uh, Coke Zero. I don't know. How about you? I have orange juice because that's all that was left in the fridge. Someone made the Coke Zero joke on on Facebook, and I thought that was pretty clever. That was funny. Oh yeah. Oh, you did make that joke. See, I I was a little tipsy during the recording last night, so you will say things that I might not get right away. Coke Zero was cricket, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know that was his his brain fuel when he was doing. He's his... funny. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Before we really dive into this week, we want to, as always, um, let you all know that you can interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thisamericanhorrorstory. Check us out. Um, keep the conversations alive. We like to talk, discuss theories, post cool articles, all that stuff. Uh, very much, you know, open community. Also, send us uh, thoughts and theories and all that junk on um, at thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail.com, and, and you know, we'll respond, and we talk about it there as well. And, of course, um, please go and rate us, review us on iTunes. That means a lot to us, and, I don't know, gets, gets even more people listening because of that, and, and we appreciate it. Uh, before we yep. begin in terms of this week, a couple things I wanted to point out. Um, this was pointed out to us by a number of people. Leslie Jordan, or... Leslie Jordan, right? Is that his name? Yep. Uh, has been in American Horror Story before. He was in Coven. He was one of the part of the oh, witches. Right. The witch council or something. Yeah, he was on the witch council. So, you know, a few seasons removed, you talk about all these episodes. It's easy to forget that kind of stuff. So, man, we dropped the ball on that one. But that has a lot of people talking. Some people would like to forget Coven altogether. That's true. That's true. Although I do have to say... Coven is not my bottom. <laughs> Freak show. <clears throat> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, no, uh, th- um, I remember enjoying him on Coven as well, frankly. I just think he's a great, fun actor. But I think there, there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of theorizing about him still being, 
I don't know, there being some kind of connection. And in fact, we have some fun things to talk about in terms of connections coming up because we're, we're approaching that yep. pivotal pivot in episode, episode six. six. So we'll end the podcast with kind of throwing some, some stuff around about that. Um, now, let's jump immediately uh, in, I guess. Oh, throw a, a good question that was thrown out by, by Jocelyn on Facebook. Um, is we have not seen Matt's mother, Matt and Lee's mother, who supposedly lives in North Carolina. Um, and that was part of the reason that they moved there. So that uh-huh. could either, you know, that's one of those things that could either be an intentional omission, you know, an intentional omission by the writers or an incidental omission by the writers. Sometimes it's hard to say with American Horror Story. Um, exactly. That's what I was going to say. American Horror Story, we could have a, a, a backstory episode on her having not met her at all. Totally. But that being said, I almost feel like, well, the trajectory of the storyline, it doesn't seem like there's that much more that could possibly... Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I just feel like... It, yeah. A big question is, is where we're going with with everything. Um, but I really enjoyed kind of one of our opening scenes here where we have the psycho moment with the pig-headed dude mm-hmm. in, in the house. He's back. Um, and of course, he has the knife in the shower. And it's, it's pretty frightening until Dennis O'Hare nails him with an axe. Uh, yeah. And Happy yells, to see him again. And yells Croatoan. Um, we kind of debated whether or not he was still alive. And I think we said, well, maybe he is. And, of course, he's alive very brief, very briefly. And we don't really get a whole story on, on why how he survived. We know that he – I think that he was – he owned the house or, like, looked over the house or something. Like, it was That's the titles how he, in his name. Yeah. Yeah, he was the owner or the guardian of the house or whatever you want for the most recent one before the Millers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he apparently took a shower and got a haircut as well. Yeah, he looks a little cleaner than he does in the found footage videos. Um, he kind of gives us the backstory on Croatoan, which is something we had already discussed. It's kind of well known on, on the podcast, but we get a little visual there with uh, the tree, of course. Um, and he, he talks a little bit about Mr. Piggy. Uh, and all the other people who are essentially, I guess, the victims of the Roanoke colony, specifically the butcher, but you know everyone else is involved too. The mob that kind of made a deal, right? Specific, you know, made a deal with the Wood Witch that you know they were gonna be bound the to that land if they killed everybody. <laughs> um, Question for so will you remind me? Did Mr. Piggy end up running out after they hit him with the axe? I, like, did he get back up and, and he ran? Him I, he ran out. Yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say they didn't really pull his head off and, and see what he really looked like or anything. Um, but I think that we can assume he's one of the victims, like we said, of the Roanoke colony as well. And we get some um, interesting backstories of all the people that died. We find out that even the, those two nurses died really brutally, um, getting like with. The body torn, ripped, apart. ripped apart. We hear about the story of the poor Chen family, who are, I would say, of the people we know that have died so far, by far, like the most tragic story, just because they were nice, normal people. <laughs> so it was kind of strange yeah, to see them wandering doing? around. You have the hunters that shot each other. Um, we, of course, hear about Priscilla a little bit later. Uh, but really, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you have this like evil hierarchy. It, it happening in this space because you've got all these victims of the Roanoke people who are really under the control of the Wood Witch, who's the, I don't know, master planner of everything. And even she, we find out, like, kind of made some deal with the Dark Druid gods or something like that to give her her 
overall powers. Right, her powers. Now, a couple things to note. Did you catch the Edward Philippe Mott reference? I did. I did. And I was like, Mott, Mott, what was that? What was that? Ah, Dandy. Now, that had been teased a little bit online that we were going to get some kind of origin story of Dandy's family. And so, now I believe he was the first person to live in the house. I don't know that he was... The, did he build it or was he the first he built person it. to live it? Okay. I'm pretty sure he built it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know that... In like 17-something. You know that was a hint that there's more coming. And, of course, back in Freak Show, they talk about uh, the extreme amount of incest in the Mott family that kind of led to Dandy's uh, peculiarities. So it'll be interesting to see maybe what violent tendencies... Mr. Edward Philippe Mott has. And, and if he married inbred his cousins and all that stuff, right? Right, that too. And maybe he's related to all those weird inbred hillbilly people that are out and about. Um, still, the Ooh. Polk family. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. that has something to do with it. Uh, also, Masturbating I wonder somewhere. if Finn Wittruck is going to come back to play Edward Philippe or if we're going to have someone else play that role. Right. I bet he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, all this information is being conveyed to us from Elias uh, Cunningham, who also tells us the story of kind of the six blood-drenched days in October. Now, um, <clears throat> um, what were you going to say? Could you catch what it was called? It was like He said like the Native Americans called it like dying grass or something like that. I didn't that. catch the actual name of it, so I wasn't able to look up and see yeah, if that was a but, real thing. Essentially, but, all these people died during this lunar cycle. Well, and it kind of, you know, October, Halloween time is, is, this is a recurring theme in past seasons, whether it's murder house on the day all the spirits can like leave the house and go kind of kill people outside of the murder house or in freak show where Wes Bentley's character arises from the dead to come kill people. I mean, there's peculiar powers associated with Halloween that the spirits apparently become they seem pretty deadly to me year round so i'm not sure exactly what makes them even more deadly in october um and we probably will never find out <laughs> well i guess we did see them pretty viciously kill a few characters already um in, yeah in just the past you know the few episodes we've had so far um right i thought it was interesting that after you know initially matt wanted to beat the crap out of Elias, but then very quickly believes him. <laughs> like, and then Shelby doesn't. Yeah, Shelby and Matt are so frustrating for me right now because they flip flop all the time on how they feel about certain things. They're just they just do who they do whatever they're told. And apparently, they never lock the door in the house because people just pop in and pop out yeah. at all times. Yeah. God. Um. So, they go into the woods to seek Priscilla, or, or to seek Priscilla and Flora? Flora, right? Um, Flora. And he kind of gives the whole story. They see the wood witch. Shelby chases them. We see kind of the creepy scene with them all playing in the meadow. And then Elias just gets lit up with arrows. It, it, that was really weird. Like, he led them there, and then uh, all of a sudden they turned real quick and just became murderous i i don't know i was kind of confused by that like and, and he kind of stood there and let himself die i feel like you think he would like, be a little I, bit you would turn around and run right and you know it seems like he um would be a little bit more well aware of what what they do considering he's been here studying for so long um right i don't know his the circumstances of his death seem a little strange 
And I wonder, I don't know. I wonder if there's something more there. If he was already dead, if, um, I don't know. I'm sure we'll see Ooh. some more found footage. Well, maybe we'll see if we see any more found footage stuff. Or if he was just kind of right. a, one, another kind of red herring where we think he's there to save the day and all of a sudden he's gone. Um, it's This is also interesting because we've got to keep reminding ourselves this is supposed to be the reenactment. True, true, true. And so, which it's hard to take a step away, and especially in this episode, because we, for the most part, didn't didn't quite have as much narration um, from IRL, right. Shelby and Matt, no Lee, mm-hmm. um, as we have in the past. Although we did get a great cameo from IRL Uber driver. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> what did uh, Cricket say to him? Like, D- do you know what gay for pay is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was about the extent of the interaction and his whole interview was just like and then he never came back and then i left so he was a useful throw in there <laughs> that was great i also thought it was interesting that the hunter guys had like giant unlike some of the other people who died they still like had their wounds in them and it, it was like six sense style you know like they it had totally was. giant nasty oh, yeah, bullet good, wounds because because like the, the nurses walking around don't have her arms ripped off yeah that's a good point why do we see the injuries of the fatal injuries of uh, everyone, all these ghosts. Yeah, so is that a specific to October thing? Um, right. And where are the Chens? There was the Chens wandering around there. That's what I thought it was kind of weird because there's like there? okay. there's like the horrifying pig man and there's just like Mr. Chen looking up and looking around and it was kind of like a... That's right. Oh, God. Man, we're back. So Elias is dead, but then Cricket comes right back. Uh... Although he's not going to be around for much much longer either. Now, let's talk a little bit about the weird-ass story when Cricket wanders into the woods and doesn't come back for like 24 hours. A couple things here. Um, we kind of get a little bit of the... We get the origin story of Lady Gaga the Wood Witch. Um, Which, can you refresh that for me? Totally. Well, so she first blinds him with powder to take him back in time. Um... To essentially, she was like persecuted back in even earlier time than kind of the Puritan Roanoke people, um, back when the early English, well, no, maybe this was the Puritans. I'm not, um, but she was before the Roanoke colony, um, when it was people right. were still wearing those like tin hats and everything. This was like the very early American explorers, and she was thought to have i guess made their journey i think a lot of people died on their journey and they blamed her basically thought she was a witch we're gonna burn her at the stake and somehow she kind of made a deal with the dark powers that you know the dark spirits that were old world and new world and uh killed a bunch of people and kind of ran into the woods to live as a witch uh, and at, the weird thing that I felt a little bit in this episode is you, both through Matt and Cricket, there's like a, kind of a sense of sympathy for her. Um, yeah, yeah. Like she's tortured in some way. Which, you know, I respect all the having villains that have like a nice side too. But I feel like this is kind of the same thing like that took away from Twisty's story when it was like, oh, he's humanized. It's like, no, I just want him to be pure evil. <laughs> Yeah, all, or like you can humanize them in a few episodes if you want, but give us the evil first, right? And then, um, you know, I'll care. And I like that more. the deal he made is that she needs to have sex with Matt, a man. She needs to fulfill her womanly needs, and that's you know, 
what she's going to help them get Flora back, I guess, because of that. Um, so we already saw. What did you think? Well, about we that? already saw her and Matt getting at it, so it's not like you know. I guess she needs mm-hmm. she needs some more. Um, she's horny. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, the only reason I we can assume that she needs that is to spawn some kind of demon child. I guess um, I'm not sure. You, you know. We can make assumptions about what's going to happen with that. Uh, of course, it would be very much in line with the American Horror Story tradition for there to be some kind of demon baby. Even even as soon as recent as uh, last season with Lady Gaga's other demon baby. So uh, we're yeah. sticking with our um, some of our tried and true plot lines, so to speak. Um... <clears throat> We also get kind of well, actually. So the the story Cricket gets, forgive me, is not init- is not the story um, of the Wood Witch. That's what Matt gets later when he's having sex with the Wood Witch. Um, this again. Mm-hmm, this what Cricket got was like this. Um, what struck me is like a red wedding kind of scene with the butcher slaughtering all her people. Um, right. I wrote down Jonesboro. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ambrose, her son, kind of rebels against her tendency to, to human sacrifice. Um, and that's, we find out that's how that Priscilla died. Poor little Priscilla. Right. And um, when they kind of fight her on it and fight her on the powers of the witch who kind of whispers in her ear in like a Lord of the Rings-ish kind of way, uh, they make this plan to give them some kind of fruit that like I don't know. It makes them choke or makes them vomit or something like that. Uh, I, I think it kills you. That's what. It, yeah, it's like the Kool Aid. But well, then they just uh, become permanent residents of the uh, of that area. But as right ghosts. after she slaughters them, of course, with her giant butcher knife. Yeah. Oh my God! I forgot that. God, that was a pretty brutal scene. I was I was into it though. I liked it. But yeah. So the Wood Witch teaches Cricket a spell that he never ends up getting to use because of the whole incident where Flora runs across the street and he chases him into the woods. Right. Uh, so, so talking about Matt's weird cellar dwell with the wood witch, um, this, so he, I, he does have that, you know, intimate connection with her and really does sympathize with her when she, she doesn't tell him his, her story, but he can like feel her story as they're doing it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he says, yeah, it's like, uh, go ahead. Obviously, like, you know, those powers where if you touch someone, you can feel their thoughts or their experiences. I'm trying to think of some movies that, that that's been used in. But it's, uh, I guess, this in this circumstance, he's touching her with his penis. But he's feeling, absorbing whatever's in her mind. The the magic of sex, you know. Well, in, in th- I mean, in every season, and I would say that maybe, like, in every season of American Horror Story, sex has had strange powers you know we had like the weird sex blood rituals from cut or uh hotel but then obviously with the spawning of the demon babies and, and all that kind of stuff that happened in past seasons too. there's the so rubber suit man in the house that, that was raping people that moment though where we feel i guess we're supposed to feel sorry for her um and we're not really clear oh so i think the interviewer and this is the only time the interviewer intercedes in the episode asked matt why did she show you all this and he says she wanted me to understand her and, like, stay with her, and he would have. So 
That was that struck me as a little bit strange. I don't know. What, what did you think when he said that? Well, you know, their relationship has been, you know, in the past when he went and hooked up with her, he didn't remember it at all. And this time around, he does remember it. And he has a much more intimate experience with her because of the memories that he sees by being with her. So I think we might be seeing a sort of, we, are, we do see a connection, but we might be seeing more of a deeper connection or bond where Matt might stand up or be defensive uh, uh, for the Wood Witch, you know, where Shelby, I, I don't know, not that he'd have to choose between the two, but he's, 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 a bond is growing between them. Right, well, and I mean, it's not like this was a terrible experience for him. It sounds like he actually kind of liked it. And like, yeah. Yeah, he's into it now. Right. Which kind of makes you wonder where exactly things are at right now. Um, You know, if she is truly evil, then is he somehow, you know, does he become involved in her plot? Or does she actually end up being not such a bad person and the butcher's just her creation that has gone astray? But at the same time, she seemed pretty encouraging of the butcher slaughtering everybody they've come across. Yep. So hard to feel too sympathetic for her at this point in time. In the meantime, of course, Shelby sees, you know, them bring back Flora, um, who is saved. And this is like when Matt is woken from his sex fever dream, although it's not really a fever dream because he remembers mm-hmm. it. He just decides he needs to go stop having sex with the Wood Witch to, inter- you know, help... Uh, save flora and comfort upset shelby even though he seems like he would rather be spending that time with um sorry my recorder was beeping for a second um he sounds like he would rather be spending that time with the wood witch anyway who seems very disappointed he's leaving um also wood witch is just funny to say we Get Priscilla. Priscilla saves Flora by giving her a little shove, um, and kind of gets beat up for it, I think. But of course, the real um, climax of this moment, the end of the episode, is when Cricket gets disemboweled, um, which is really right in the front of the house. Not as right in front of the house, and like supremely graphic with them pulling his intestines out like that. With the exception of Billy Dean. Uh... It seems like if you ever become a medium of some sort, you, you know what you're getting yourself into. And Cricket was going to go talk to her, and he had this thing he was going to do to convince them to give uh, them Flora back, but he... I don't know. I, maybe we needed someone to die, but it, I was a little frustrated with that. A, because he's a great character, but B, because all these characters, at least him and Elias both have this notion of what how to how these other people the colony is going to inter- interact with them and engage with them and both times they turn into murder. Well, exactly, and that's exactly that's what I wanted to ask you is what do we make of Elias and Cricket who both essentially serve the same function as kind of going to be the weird communicator with the other world only to in the same episode be like killed so easily. Um and kind right. of I Either this is like just a really good haunted house, or we don't know. No one knows 
uh, about the colony and what they're capable of at all, or they think they know, but they don't know. I th- you're right, and that that's actually a good interpretation. It's just like it, it, it's demonstrating how, you know, these kind of people, whether they're academics in the case of Elias Cunningham or whether they're psychics in the case of Cricket, like nobody's really capable of influencing, communicating with the other world. I like that interpretation better because it's it's better than mine, which is just like they're giving us all these kind of red herring leads of, oh, these are going to be the saviors. Nope. No, they're not. They're going to die real quickly and we'll just leave Matt and Shelby in the same pickle. So we know that now that they have Flora back, Lee's probably coming back. Um, right. Now that they've like really seen people die, you know, I feel like... Screw how much money is in the house. Can't GTFO. They go, yeah, go live with Matt's mother or something. Um, Just get out of there. I, 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 I wanted to... We should start doing this. When we start an episode um, and things start happening, decide at what point you would have left the house. Ha! <laughs> uh, A reasonable, sane person would have left the house. Assuming you're in their same situation episodes, and you have like no money still. I do think... Once I saw a pig man in my house, and, you know, that probably would have been the last straw. You know, one thing also I've noticed is we don't have as much supernatural things happening around the house. You know, like the knives sticking in the uh, the ceiling, the, 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 the rain of teeth, or the hailing of the teeth or the, that came. You know, we don't have that much anymore. We've got the ghosts and we got pig man. But we don't have any like supernatural creepy things happening now it's like this is this is classic american horror story camp mm-hmm. now. it went from kind of the spooky creepy the um unknown to i mean it's certainly some intense scenes uh but much more graphic beat you over the head with it and right now it's less creepy and less I, I'm not as tense watching it. Sorry. It's, I'm grossed out now, which is what American Horror Story is good True. And, I, and there, you know, there's things to be said for that. But I do, I did really enjoy, especially toward the beginning of this season, the suspense of it and the mystery of it. Not necessarily knowing what was Agreed. happening, trying to interpret all the different signs around the house and that sort of thing. And for those people who were not happy about that, here's the show back for you. <laughs> well, that being said, though, you know, or, this is episode four, right? Or is it... Right. Is it four? So then we have yes, two more until we get to the big episode six, where apparently every some giant twist is revealed or something changes. Um, I want to bring up a few different, a couple different questions, theories, different things. Uh, we had a good, let's see, the uh, question that Michael brought up on Facebook is just the idea of like how can they sustain a full season of Roanoke at this point? It seems like they've we have all the answers, and I think that's kind of what you and I have already been talking about. Is it, you know they started out slow, they started out building tension slowly, kind of letting it bubble underneath. But now it's like we know everyone's, we know all the spirits' origin stories. Um, I guess we're just waiting for either the, them to somehow vanquish. I mean, they must. Either they either leave or vanquish the Roanoke ghosts, if not both, because we know that they survive. Right. There has to be some form of resolution. It's. I mean, this section of the story is supposed to be uh, six episodes, right? But classic American horror story. If they had trimmed like one or two episodes and made this a four-episode uh, story, I think it would have been. It would have worked much tighter. 
but this is the classic thing they do for every season. Like, 13 episodes is just too many. They should do 10. And now this season they are doing 10, but it still feels like it's too 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 uh, drawn out. Well, uh, you know... Like, we're running in place. They're building this twist so much, and I have to say, they're building it up so much that it better be, like, mind-blowing. It better be good. I, yeah. I, you know, it's got to... It better turn absolutely everything, everything on its head. Um, and there's some good theories out there standing as as is um there we we got a theory from jocelyn who wrote about how you know there's connections uh the media i guess could function as a connection between all the different seasons between billy dean's show and you know whether you know the um all the different you know events in which you know there's journalistic documentaries or something else taking place the media does play a role and especially uh, you know they're taking advantage of it in this particular format where it's like a doc documentary format so were all the other episodes documentaries is there something going on there is it you know is i've heard people say you know is billy dean howard the producer behind all of it you know is that the connection is that she's been doing all, you know all these are some kind of reenactment it's hard to say. Um, another article that we had posted, though, that was a really good one on our Facebook page from Vanity Fair uh, that I read today is an even... Did you read this one? It's an even stranger I think one. I did. Remind me what it is. It's an even stranger theory that every episode so far has been... That the first six... Since it's the first six episodes of the season, and this is the sixth season, each episode uh, has represented the sixth episode of one season. For instance, the first episode, Murder House... Uh, or this, the first episode of this season references the sixth episode of Murder House where we have the Piggy Piggy story. And oh. then, you know, the second episode of this season represents the sixth episode of Asylum. Uh, and I don't remember all the connections. They were very detailed in this article, but it was posted on our Facebook page, so I recommend you all go check it out or just, you know, go look on the Vanity Fair page. But it was pretty compelling um, that's a cool theory. I like that. Although that still doesn't answer, you know, how things are going to get twisted on their head in the in the sixth episode. Although we have heard American, you know, American Horror Story has already been renewed for a seventh season, and they've right they've talked about wanting to go through ten seasons, and they've talked about how the story is going to take a very different narrative approach following this season. We already are kind of taking a different narrative approach now, just in the mock documentary format. So how we could even twist that up further, I'm not entirely sure. So, I don't know. Where do you think things are going? Where What could this twist be? What's the second half of the season going to look like? I just saw something out of the corner of my eye and it freaked Was me out. Was it a wood witch? <laughs> I don't know, but it really creeped me out. And I want to open all the blinds up right now. Um, anyway, I was really... <laughs> Ah. Um, I think something's going to turn out to be fake that we thought was real. Maybe something real is going to turn out to be fake, like the reenactment actually is real. Or it's like a, it's a, a, a show within a show within a show. Um, or the actors somehow start getting haunted while they're shooting these reenactments. Or I don't know, like, or it, it is possibly just like this really elaborate hoax uh, on what on the on the Millers, mm-hmm. you know? Well, yeah, I was and thinking about that. Just, like, they're maybe, totally messing with them. Yeah, like I was. I don't know. I was trying to think of just any possible theory I could throw out, and I was I was thinking of like 
you know, the Saw movies, and maybe there's some jigsaw type entity that the actual reenactment actors are real people and are, are the real people, and they're like putting them through this kind of tortured test, test. Make, kind of making their own snuff film, basically, which would reference, obviously, right? Um, Freak Show, the ones that were made with Jessica Lang's characters, and so. I think that there's a lot of possibilities, and it's it's so hard to it, say. Yeah, and the other thing I've thought about is our main characters, Shelby and uh, Matt, both had traumatic experiences, so this also might be some form of therapy <laughs> to get them through depression or whatever they might have. Maybe uh, Dr. Th- Scare therapy? Scare Yeah. Well, but we know that they're on a set. I mean, because we've seen the set, so we know that it is a real set and that they are where they are portrayed to be. But what if it's a set in uh, on top of a set? Like a movie shooting a movie. Yeah. A TV show shooting a TV show shooting a TV show. You're getting, yeah, it's getting way meta for my mind to way comprehend. Way too meta. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean, I think that's all a possibility. And keep in mind, we haven't seen Evan Peters yet. We haven't, and I think he was even just on a late night show the other day. And so, like, we know he's coming. He's been teased since the very beginning. He's in the credits every day. So so is Cheyenne Jackson, um, who we have still not seen. Right. And I'm pretty sure Matt Bomer's supposed to be on here again. And so they're gonna these guys have their own storyline that hasn't even like been touched yet. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... I, I They'll be... They'll show up at the end, I think. Like they'll oh, be I think they're definitely going to be in it. It's just so curious to think that we're going this way. far into this. Yeah, six episodes and three episodes, then right. one episode. I just think it's so strange that we've gone this far in the season without seeing, for instance, Evan Peters, who's been such a mainstay of every every season we've had so far. Right. Which I kind of, I like him, um, and he's had some terrible characters to play, but it's kind of nice holding back on some of your, like, more popular character or actors and holding back on them and showing just giving us a few episodes of them or something like that you know sarah paulson's the mainstay but you know francis conroy when she's in she hasn't always been a main character she's in like a few episodes or one episode or 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 a whole season depending but it's nice to give a show a little um uh uh restraint with evan peters totally and just I, to make it more special when I, he shows up. I think restraint is a great word because that is something that we've criticized about in the past is having, especially in the past couple seasons, these overwhelmingly large casts that ended up being too many storylines to follow. Um, and we, mm-hmm. would, we would leave a certain... And some of them drop off. Yeah, we would leave a certain storyline for episodes at a time or we would hardly be able to really follow the compelling ones we really enjoyed and only get little glimpses of them here and there or they would be tied up too quickly or... You know, that that sort of thing. And so I do appreciate the tighter feel to this. Um, and I'm, I am, you know, I'm excited to see the Dandy Mott connection. I think that'll be neat. Uh, and how things resolve and what the big twist is continue to be incredibly exciting. I only hope they live up to the hype. So that being said... Uh, I agree. It better not be... Uh, it better not be like a dream or something stupid like that. I can't imagine they would go that way after... Ryan Murphy... And company People have like riot. really plugged the, this twist. Like it's kind of you know the fact that they've disclosed that there's a twist. I think is interesting. Yeah, um, 
the twist is there is because no clearly <laughs> yeah because clearly they want us to think about the fact that there's a twist right they're yeah so we pay more attention maybe. yeah although it would have been anticipation it would have been kind of fun if they didn't though because then we could have gone back and we would have been like whoa look at we totally it would have blown our minds but i you're right i think that it gets more people watching and and like talking and and theorizing which is also something we love to do as well um so i guess to wrap up i want to hear where where you are where you were at with this episode where you think things are going uh as a whole and of course your um review of your rating rating i think when we come back for the fifth episode, there's no doubt in my mind that these people at least need to attempt to leave the house. Like I, I'm, you know, they flip flop so much that it's frustrating, uh, and they don't seem to, even when they do their their IRL characters are doing the narration over the over the acting a reenactment. It's like they'll say things t- about certain characters like oh and i did i couldn't trust him at all and what he was saying sounded crazy it's uh, it's really stupid and then they believe them later and then they don't believe them and then they be- it, it just, that kind of frustrates me a bit um there was one thing i wrote down and i don't remember why i wrote this down but uh why did um the the wood witch run away from shelby when shelby was there uh but she threatens she can threaten cricket but she ran away from shelby do you remember that? I do, and that's a good question. Maybe she, well, maybe she was leading Shelby to the clearing, and those arrows were meant for Shelby, and they happened to hit uh, Eli- Elias instead. Because really, if right. the Wood Witch wants Matt, it would be to her benefit to try to have Shelby killed and keep Matt. So maybe that'll be a dynamic going right. forward. Um, clearly, the Wood Witch wants, wants more Matt. Yep. The other thing that I was a bit annoyed with is they had a deal where they would leave if they gave them Flora, and then they just totally disregarded the deal. Well, I think that at one point, the butcher kind of said, no more deals. I've got this moon to give me power now, so I don't need to make a deal with you. I'm just going to come kill you. So, Which is so annoying. Like the, the, We wasted a whole episode like, making a deal happen just to throw it away in the next episode. True. That sucks. That is very annoying. We got some backstory. But... If someone double crossed someone, that would have been better. But this is just deciding I'm not going to follow this deal because I'm True. an asshole. I will say that Kathy Bates is like pretty terrifying. Like so scary. Her yeah. her like she's so good at those weird accents. She why does she always do an accent? Do you you notice that? It's like, she always has an accent in American Horror Story. I don't think she even has to. I think like uh Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk are just like, yeah, do whatever you want because you're, you know, an Academy Award winning actor. Did she have one in Hotel? I know, obviously she had one in Coven. We know she had one in Freak Show. I think she did have a slight one. I think I'm, I, I, it, there's an affectation of some sort. I'm positive. I think that must um, be part of her, like the other the, the, her, you know, character. Yeah, and speaking of accents, I can't. I don't have any idea what Lady Gaga's accent she's trying to do is. I wrote down Jamaican because <laughs> I I just I can't figure it out. <laughs> it does have like that voodoo. Um, I don't know. She's just doing a voice that she associates probably in her head with like dark spirits from the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that being said, I'm still excited to see where the episode or the where we end up with this in two episodes. Um, the I was 
as I, I I don't know if you can tell, but I was a little frustrated with this episode. Um, there, it, this is like again, it's too much stuff is happening, and and I don't understand motivations of why people are doing certain things or why they're not doing certain things, and they're flip flopping, which is fr- I don't know. Anyway, so I, I and I I still have hope for the remaining two uh, episodes for this section of the story. I would give it three pig heads. Is that what it was? Well, you say what you said one more time. You froze for a quick second. You just what your uh, rating was. I give it three. Well, what it was? Oh, three and a half. No, three. Three. Mm, three severed pig heads. Zero. Three point zero severed, severed, severed pig heads. Yeah, what about you? So I'm going to kind of break down the things I liked and the things I didn't like. Let's start with the things I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the weird tease of Elias being there and dying suddenly. I thought that was annoying. I did not like humanizing the Wood Witch. I wanted her to be scared, like a scary, creepy force because she kind of creeped me out in the couple past episodes that we've seen her. And I wanted that to continue. I don't want to think of her as like being in a love triangle with Matt and Shelby. So yeah. wasn't <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. Wasn't though. super it's hip on that. Um, I would and yeah, uh, I would say that those and then like you were saying, kind of the botched deal about getting Flora, Flora and, and kind of how that took us in a roundabout waste of time. Um, also irritating. That being said, I think that there was a few things I definitely did enjoy this episode. I am excited very much for the Dandy connection because he was—he is one of like he was him and Twisty were for sure the bright spots of Freak Show for me. They were—I wish that it had been an entire series just about the two of them and their weird escapades. Um, I thought that the flashback—I didn't really care about the Woodwitch flashback, obviously, but I thought the flashback where the butcher slaughters all her people was incredibly entertaining and dark and stuff like that. And and was very much in favor of that. Um, cricket dying was a bummer, but man, was it graphic, uh, in, in kind of a classic American the horror story way. So I'm like, I could go for that as well. And really like cricket just had some fun lines with the Coke zero and the gate, gay for pay thing too. were entertaining. He, I mean, he was an entertaining character. His hair was nuts. Um, but yeah, man, Matt and Shelby, pissing me off too. Jeez. I think that overall, ooh, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a three and a half. Slightly, slightly better than you. Six, six and a half. Which, is that so, our lowest rating six and a half. so far? It might be. I think it, it is. Might be. I think it but is. I feel like we're always in that position where, you know, when we feel like we're not really sure where something's going. And that's happened before, and sometimes it gets satisfied in a way that's better than we expected. So that's not to say that I'm yep. not excited for what's to come. Which I, I didn't see the preview episode, or the preview for next week, so I'm not really sure what we're looking at. Um, yeah, I was too drunk to notice. <laughs> well, all the better, because then it'll be a surprise. Right on, well... That is a close to chapter four. Thank you guys for joining us this evening. As always, check us out on Gmail. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on iTunes. Um, 
Chris, between now and next week, where uh, should people chat you up? At Chris Husted, Chris with a K, and you can find me because I'm verified. I have a blue check mark next to my name. But I don't. What about you, Tyler? Do you have a blue check mark? I don't. I don't. I might have more followers than you, though. You probably do. So, you probably bam! Um, <laughs> you can find me at TJMoss11. Check me out. I tweet about a lot of different stuff. A lot about writing, but a lot about other things, too. I really would have shouted to um, Thomason and been like, this is not the deal. This is not the deal we made. Hello? Not the deal. I don't know if that would have worked, but someone needs to say mm-hmm. that. Anyway, that was my final thought. <laughs> I hear you. Totally hear you. All right, guys. I could murder for a Coke Zero right now. Let's go Coke Zero it up. All right. Until next week, happy hunting, folks.